The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. One of the most memorable lines in 200 years of Maine literature is a quote from the old bachelor lobster catcher, Pierce Sane, who was once asked why he was building a skiff in his kitchen. You remember that in true Maine fashion he answered the question with a question, and he said, Well, what's a kitchen for? This came to mind when my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, dragged home a small table that someone gave her. Within a day, the table was covered with clutter, and, well, it looked like every other square inch of flat surface in the house. When I asked her about it, she said, Well, what's a table for? Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Jelly Roll Martin here on The Humble Farmer. Jelly Roll Martin, who invented jazz, is that true? There were 21 turkeys on my back lawn one morning, and I suspect that it was two flocks together. At least it was two mother, two mother turkeys and their 19 grown children, I think. Would you dare stand up and say that there were two flocks of turkeys on your back lawn? Someone's sure to say that turkeys come in rafters instead of flocks. And then, what would happen then? Someone else would say that they're only called a rafter of turkeys if they are domesticated turkeys. A group of wild turkeys are called a flock. And now a question for you. When I mention turkeys on my back lawn running wild, eating bugs and whatever else it is that turkeys eat, what was your first impression? Did you think how nice it would be to have one of those turkeys roasting in your oven? Or or did you just give thanks that you don't live in a zoo?
Jovenuti, Father Hines. Jovenuti and Father Hines here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. And here is a silly story. Thank you for sending me silly stories. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. Here is a silly story that came by email. In a hospital's intensive care unit, patients always died in the same bed on Sunday morning at about 11 o'clock, regardless of their medical condition. This puzzled the doctors. Some members of the clergy even thought it had something to do with the supernatural, so a worldwide team of experts was assembled to investigate. The next Sunday morning, the next Sunday morning, just before 11, they stood outside the ward, you know, to witness this terrible thing for themselves. And you can imagine several clutched small wooden crosses, prayer books, or a rabbit's foot, something, you know, to ward off evil. And just when the clock struck 11 o'clock, the janitor walked in and unplugged the life support system so he could use the vacuum cleaner.
Muggsy Spania here on The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me play old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you for listening. Does one know when one is getting senile? Do you think that a change in long-established habits indicates that one could be losing the ability to think rationally? If this is true, your friend Humble, yes, I might have slipped over the edge between one and four o'clock the other morning. Listen to this. I was unable to sleep, so I strapped my little nightlight to my forehead, you know, a little thing on a strap that enables me to read in bed at night without turning on the bedside light. And I picked up a book that I had never read before. And for the first time that I can remember, I read the first two chapters in a detective novel about decockment, C-O-C-K, without first reading the last chapter in the book to find out who done it.
Dead Weems. Have you ever made a study of the silly names of country and western songs? What's your favorite country and western song? How can I forget you when you won't go away? I flushed you from the toilets of my heart. <laughs> I like them. If I can't be number one in your life, then number two on you. <laughs> yes, I know. You've heard all of them. But here's a new one. Tell me if you've heard this one. I heard an 80-year-old man singing this to his new 65-year-old bride. You broke me down when I broke you in. Kinsey and Condon. 
solo work there was some, somewhat remarkable, wasn't it? I've heard that somewhere read 50 years ago that when Bix used to play with people like that, he would always repeat their solos note for note. <laughs> and I heard a one of the Marcellus that plays saxophone, I heard, heard him on a recording one time playing like that, playing solos like that. Very, very hard to do to imitate that kind of thing, I would think. Okay, Envy. You've heard a lot. You've heard a, about a lot of different kinds of envy. This kind of envy, that kind of envy. But have you ever heard of systems envy? My electrician friend, my solar electrician friend, Mike, says that systems envy is what you get when your next-door neighbor puts up more solar panels in his yard than you have in your yard. Think about this. You're in for a lot of ragging when your wife comes in and says that the next-door neighbors have so many solar panels in their yard that they can now use electric heat. I don't see why we can't have just just eight more panels, dear. They'd pay for themselves in only five years, and, and then, think this, dear, we could run that electric heater in the cellar.
Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Tell me what you're doing right this very minute. Why is it that it is not until there is two feet of snow on the ground in December that you look in your little notebook of things to do and discover that you're supposed to burn your blueberry field after the first frost in October. Pretty frantic there, wasn't it? Do, 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 ben, ben Pollock. Who knows what year that might have been recorded. Is it your understanding that before you buy a used car, you can examine the information that tells you all about the idiosyncrasies of that particular vehicle, how far it's gone, 
How many times has it been submerged in a canal? How much bondo is in the rear fenders? Some people know all there is to know about buying a used car because, well, they might be rich enough to trade every three to five years and there's no way they would ever get conned into buying a used car without having it examined by, you know, reading all the documents and then even having it given a test drive by a mechanic that they know and trust. And yet, here's the point here, and yet an incredible number of people get themselves entangled in a marriage that might last, well, it might last less time than it takes to put 25,000 miles on a car. Why do people enter into a marriage that any of their friends can plainly see is going to crash? They wouldn't buy a car that had short circuits behind the dashboard, no matter how shiny the exterior finish. There are some things I don't understand, and this is one of them. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Can you explain this to me?
Ghana. Ghana, and because I've heard people say they don't know what Ghana is, it is a piano player who used to play things like Ghana played. His first name is Errol, Errol Ghana, G-A-R-N-E-R, Ghana. How can you tell when a political cartoonist is on the money? Answer. You won't see him in most of the newspapers and magazines in the United States. <laughs> Mike Peters' cartoons are so accurate and clever that you no longer see Mike Peters' cartoons in Newsweek or Time like you used to because, well, they are a powerful indictment against many of the unfortunate things that are happening in the world today. There was a time years ago when the only reason you'd buy a Newsweek or Time would be to see the one or two cartoons Mike Peters would have on their best cartoons of the week page. No more. So, from time to time, I go to Mike Peters' webpage and go through a year or so of Mike Peters' cartoons, and then I print off the two I like best and put them on my refrigerated door or on the wall in my solar radiant heated cellar office. Don't ever expect to see Mike Peters published in your local newspaper. He's too good. I don't care what the weatherman says when the weatherman says it's raining. You never hear me complaining. I'm certain the sun will shine. I don't care how the weather rain points when the weather rain points too gloomy. It's got to be sunny to me when your eyes look into mine. Oh, jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers. Creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Oh gosh, I'll get up. How'd you get so lit up? Gosh, I'll get up. How'd you get that size? Oh, golly gee, when you turn the heaters on, oh, it's me. Got to put my cheaters on. Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers. How's the hippo ties? Yes. Where'd you get those eyes, gate? Where'd you get those eyes, satch? Where'd you get those eyes? Baba da dee da do 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 do
guess who that was? You can guess. From time to time, Maine loves the men who feel like they're being crowded. Well, from time to time, these Maine lobstermen who feel crowded cut off the offender's traps. They take a knife and snip the boy off. And like any war, this escalates until the ocean floor is littered with thousands of dollars worth of lobster traps and people start pointing guns at each other. Sometimes they attempt to ram the other fellow's boat, you know, or shoot shoot at him. It can get very ugly. And here's a comment someone once posted on a blog about a lobster war. Awesome. Cut in traps, stealing from traps, sinking boats, attempted murder. Must be a fortune out there in lobsters to commit these types of crimes. Is this not an astute observation? Think about this. How many people have you heard of who shot at each other for the right to mow some rich man's lawn?
I guess that was uh, I guess that was Father Hines, and when I wasn't watching, this thing slipped around on me, which was kind of a sneaky thing for it to do. And I think what I want to play is what do I want to play next? Oh yes, this one here. I guess I'm all right. Push this button up here. Oh, it's time to remind you. It's time to thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. You know, with any luck at all, I'm right here every week playing old-fashioned music just for you, and I, I really appreciate you hanging in here with me. One morning, my computer shut down. It said that it was full. Can you imagine that? Your computer says I'm full. That's it. Shut down. My computer only has a one terabyte drive in it, and I had filled the thing. And of course, you know very well this can happen if you make television programs on your computer and uh, neglect to delete these huge old files. So for the past couple of days, I've been weeding out unneeded video clips. Well, it came to one night we were invited over to Mikey's house for supper. Most of the people there, well, I'm Pretty sure they own huge buses, which they call motor coaches. And Mikey, like my friend the boy, has a house as well as a huge bus. And a lot in that river bend, well, and a lot, they own a house lot, uh, uh, what do you call it, a camper lot in that river bend motor coach resort. And anyway, the point of this is many times I've gone to events where the oldest person and the youngest person and the person who traveled the most miles to get there, well, they get some kind of recognition, a token present. Masha and I will probably be the only people at that party who arrived in a car with more than 245,000 miles on it. Wouldn't you admit that something like that should at least be worth a round of applause or, or at least raise a question? Who invited them?
sorry to blast you with that. That was kind of a surprise there. Sydney Bechet starting out with a bang. Ooh, almost time to get out of here. Time for one more rant here. If you're ready, city people don't think like we do here. Out here on the farm. People in the city don't think like we do out here on the farm. I recently heard an excellent radio piece on urban agriculture the Catalina Island Conservancy produced for city people. (laughs) It tells how to compost doggy do. And the title to the doggy do piece reminded me of a bit of wisdom. Zach says he heard me pass along on this radio program many, many years ago. What's the shortest sentence in the English language? I am. What's the longest sentence in the English language? I do. If saying do once gets you into trouble, if saying do once gets you into trouble, can it also suggest what you might be stepping in if you get married twice? Anyway, here on the coast of Maine, where we enjoy rural agriculture, any organic rhubarb farmer knows that when it comes to enriching the soil, even the most robust St. Bernard would be no replacement for his young Angus bull. And I want you to think about this. And after three years of faithful service, you really wouldn't want to eat your dog. Whoop, which one to push? I guess that one.
delicious, still I'm never blue. I'm not fretting, I get petting when there's dishes to do. Knives and forks and spoons never hinder, pots and pans go out of the window. Washing dishes with my sweetie and kitchen sink. No time to deliver this rant on Go Dog Go. Next week, hopefully, we'll have time to talk about this literary document called Go Dog Go that you might have read years ago when you were in school. Thank you again for listening. With any luck at all, I'll be back here next week, same time, playing old-fashioned music just for you. (laughs) ¶¶